I'm Dorianne Wheel. Welcome to Thrive with Dr. D. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Thrive with Dr. D. Today, we are talking about your survival and thrival through a very difficult time in our lives. And it's in response to your questions and queries. So we wanted to give you some direct answers to important issues and concerns that you and pretty much everyone else are grappling with at this time. So firstly, one of the questions concerned the frontline workers. So that's the doctors, the nurses, and the people who show up every day to serve you in many different ways. And you know, towards the beginning of this epidemic, I was dealing with a group of frontline doctors who were going to be called, some of them were already called, and it was fascinating. And the answer to some of their questions and what precipitated some of their fears was really to do with the uncertainty. It's the uncertainty. One of these doctors was actually at 9-11 when it happened. And he said that as traumatic as it was and as devastating as it was, the difference could be condensed into we knew it was happening, we couldn't get sick, after a while we knew how many, we knew that it was going to end, we had to deal with the trauma with families, but we didn't have to become the families because families couldn't be there. And he highlighted that, and that has proved to be true, as one of the biggest issues that the frontline people are having to confront all the time. The issue of uncertainty. We've left the world as we knew it. We aren't able to see the shores of the new world. It feels like we're kind of in a raft in the middle of the turbulent sea. We know much more, but not exactly what we're dealing with. We don't know how long it's going to last. We may have to be isolated from our families. We can get sick. And as far as the doctors and sometimes nurses are concerned, they have to step in to be families when the family of the patient can't be there. And they need to be isolated from their own family. So there are huge, huge challenges. And one doctor said, you know, I see the fear in the eyes of my colleagues as I walk through the door. There's no alternative. We know what our purpose is. We have to win. But these are some of the things that they're dealing with, frontline workers, and that generate certain feelings. The feelings that are generated actually have, have been encompassed in a number of questions that you have asked. A lot of people are saying, I'm going through a huge amount of stress. There is fear. There is anxiety. Sometimes there's sadness. Sometimes there's anger. A lot of irritation. Low frustration tolerance. Is this normal and what do I do? And so the, to say to you one perhaps of the positive things that has happened during this time in relation to mental health is that to an extent, mental health has been destigmatized. Everybody is going through some of these feelings at some time or another. Does that make it easy to cope with? No. Does that make it all right? No. But I do want to say that these feelings now of some anxiety, sadness, anger, being stressed out are normal reactions 
to a really, really traumatic situation. So how do we know when it's reached the point or do we wait till it's reached the point to make that call to a professional person or to one of the helplines that have sprung up, thankfully, all over the country? There are two things that you need to know. One is to do with duration. The other one is to do with extent. In other words, how bad is this and how long has it been going on for? And your guide for really, is it at the point where I'm saying, no, hang on, this is really, really becoming too difficult for me to handle. Even with the strategies that I'm going to talk about, I need to make the call is, am I functional? How am I doing in my everyday relationships? Can I relate as I did to other people? And how am I doing in my work? So it's to do with your functionality. Do you recognize yourself these days? Are you able to continue with some difficulty, but very much in the same way with your relationships and with your work as you were before? And if you're not, I would suggest don't wait. If you notice that you're feeling cut off, too anxious to function, you need to make that call to a professional person, especially if it is much more than having a bad day or two. You don't have to wait. There is support. Then a third question, in, the second question was what are the feelings and are they normal? The third question that I've got here is to do with even if these feelings are normal, can you offer any tips in dealing with them? And indeed we can. Some guidelines have been splashed all over your television screens for months, like, for instance, the importance of sleep, the importance of good nutrition, the importance of exercise. All of these things should definitely not be underestimated. And also the importance of having some sense of routine. And in that routine, in the daily routine, there's certain times that you have to plan for certain things. Two of the most important things that cannot be neglected at this time are, number one, the importance of connection with other people. And number two, to not forget the importance of self-compassion and self-care. We often say if you don't practice kindness management, you're going to have to get into crisis management, which we want to avoid. So let me give you some thoughts about the importance of connection. You need to find your tribe. You need to find your tribe. And your tribe can be a tribe of one or a group of people. But the characteristics of the people who you reach out to or who you connect with are important. You don't want to enter an echo chamber and talk with people who really just in their own heads, with their own internal dialogue, practicing what they're going to say when they've got the first gap. You think that's bad for you. Wait till you hear about me. Oh, for goodness sake, you know, you need to pull yourself together. Those aren't the kind of comments that we want. We actually don't even want the kind of comments, strangely enough, from people in your tribe that just say, don't worry about it, think positively, think positively, think positively. Because that kind of think positively 
may often mean I'm not offering you the space and I'm not offering you the honor and I'm not offering you the care and concern to talk about what's worrying you. I'm just wanting you to get out of it. And that's not helpful because what we resist tends to persist. So what are the characteristics of people who you need to be connecting with at this time? We talk about being empathic. What is empathic? What is empathy? Empathy is not just listening to the words. It's definitely not listening to respond. Empathy is listening to understand, not to respond. How am I connecting with this person? Are my senses receptive in the present moment? What am I understanding? I don't want to only hear the words, I want to hear the feelings. How is this person feeling? How do I respond to them? Am I able to say, I can hear you really upset? You feel trapped. You're going through a tough time. You don't know what to do. Empathy is also, gee, that worked out really well for you. You're incredibly excited. Wasn't that great? So what empathy is, is listening between the lines. Listening to not only the words, but the feelings that are being portrayed to you by the other person, and then checking out that you heard them correctly. That's the essence of the kind of connection that we need in that time. So you, when you put the phone down or when you say goodbye, you absolutely have no doubt that that person has your back, that they are in your corner that they understand you. Now, the value of that, the real value of that, is that if you're going through a period of not feeling good enough, I'm not feeling blank enough, I'm not feeling strong enough, I'm not capable enough, other people are coping better than me, and those kind of shameful feelings, the amazing news is if you're in the presence of connection and understanding, Those shameful feelings can't last. Empathy is like kryptonite to shame. Why is it like that? It's because you're feeling validated. You're not feeling judged. You're not feeling that you've been told what to do. You're not even feeling sympathy. Because it's not like there, there, don't worry about it. Every every cloud has a silver lining. What you're really feeling is deeply connected with and therefore validated, and shameful feelings can't exist in that kind of environment. Another tip people are saying, what do we do to cope, is I mentioned self-compassion. So in this routine that we're talking about, honestly, you don't have to say during this lockdown period, I had to learn 10 languages, you know, um, do a Pilates class every single day, read three books that were waiting for me, sit down and have confrontations or real DNM, that means deep and meaningful conversations with my partner. Really, a lot of it is what do I feel like? What makes me relax? What do I enjoy? And what fills me up? So this need to be productive all the time. You have to put aside and say, time out. Is it yoga? Is it Netflix? Is it quiet meditation? 
Is it sitting outside mindfully, looking at what is around me with gratitude? Is it listening to music for me? Is it sitting down with that special cup of coffee and the rusk early in the morning? It's to do with what do I want, not what I should. It's not to do with the good and the bad and the right and the wrong and the should and the shouldn't and the must and the mustn't. It's to do with listening quietly to your own inner drumbeat and deciding what is going to make me feel just a little bit better and that I am looking after myself well. And there's a wonderful saying for this comes from an author that I really admire called Dr. Clarissa Picola Estes. And she always says, take care of yourself like you would a younger person that you love. Self-compassion. So we're talking about the challenges of uncertainty that affects us all, especially the frontline workers. We're talking about some of the symptoms that have emerged that we can see as expected but nevertheless have to be dealt with. We're talking about when does it get to the point where you have to pick up a call and call a professional person. We're talking about the healing power of support, the power of connection, because we are wired for connection as human beings. We understand the stress and the sense of loneliness and disconnection, the self-isolation and the havoc that it's playing on ourselves and on our relationships. And today we've also highlighted a little bit the importance of self-compassion. Please look after yourself. Thank you. I'm Dorianne Wheel. Thanks for listening to Thrive with Dr. D, a Jackpot podcast.